0: Yvette McLean and Diana Wright of Speak, The Universe Listens. We love inspiring and providing the tools needed to be your best selves, to live your best lives, and to easily create abundance in your relationships, finances, and health. Today's topic is creating your own happiness. Diana, what do you think about that? Do you have any thoughts on creating your own happiness?
1: Actually, yes. Um, it may sound a little goofy or corny or whatever, but really digging deep and remembering. Um, clearly, I started creating my own happiness before I was even born. And let me explain. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, uh, my mother was a heavy drinker, a heavy smoker, um, and she didn't even know that Uh, I was growing, Mm -hmm. I was there. And I pushed through that. I was a premature baby, I was born uh, I think a little bit less than three pounds, I'm not sure. And I started, Why I say I was creating my own happiness there because I wanted to live, Mm -hmm. I wanted to get past that. So I was creating what I wanted. Mm -hmm. And then when I was born, the doctors Basically told my mom they didn't know if I was going to survive or not mm-hmm. um, with the issues that I had and But I was determined that I was and I was put in the incubator My brother calls it a bird warmer or a bird roar. <laughs> he still teases me today So that was the first thing when I looked back and was really really thinking about creating my own happiness mm-hmm. and as I grew you know, my grandmother had me in a playpen. The playpen wasn't my happiness, so I chewed my way through <laughs> the playpen to crawl in the kitchen with the rest of the family, because the kitchen was my happiness. Mm-hmm. So again, I created my <laughs> own happiness and not really realizing it. You know, and as growing up, you know, other things kind of got in the way. I was way years apart, I was 12 years apart from my middle sister so it was like i was the only child mm-hmm. so i was always a loner and played with myself so with all of that i created my own happiness and what made me happy mm-hmm. um and as growing up in a as an adult um i kind of lost that okay. you know i'm not gonna say kinda i did lose that mm-hmm. and trying to my happiness was based on another person right. mm-hmm. so you know, and I'll talk a little bit more, you know, as we go on, but, um, I kind of lost it. But in the beginning, if I could have held on to that, Mm -hmm. I was doing that before I wasn't even, even here. (laughs) So, um, yeah, this topic is really important to me.
0: Okay. That's very interesting. I would say mine is the flip of that. Okay, Like I was always very, very sad as a child, just, you know, depressed and that type of thing. Um, never experienced happiness. I thought I was happy when I was 17 years old. Okay. Um, that was when I felt like I felt happiness for the first time. And I just remember, I I don't know what happened. I don't know what caused it. Um, but I just remember all of a sudden it was like God became my best friend mm-hmm. And I used to, because I grew up Catholic in the Catholic church. And, um, you know, the church is open like 24-7. And so I used to just walk over to the church at any time. And I would just sit in there and sit in quietness and solitude. And it was just my joy place. I just felt so thrilled and at peace there. And I used to just talk to God. And um, when other people would be like you know, talking about God and stuff like that, it was like I had a secret, like, no, God isn't my best friend. (laughs) Like, yeah, he might like you, (laughs) but he's my best friend, you know. (laughs) So it was like I had this little um, relationship. It was, like, so lovely and wonderful and warm. And, um, but then my mom had, um, she had gotten raped. And when that happened, I just became angry with God and I just couldn't understand like why would you let something like that happen? And so I just never wanted to talk to God again, mm-hmm. right? Um so um that's a whole different story. I can take you on a whole different track with <laughs> that. But um I went back to that place of depression that I had always, the place where I had my comfort really was in being depressed. That's all I really knew except for that brief period. Mm-hmm. Um, when I felt elation and I never felt happiness ever again until I was like 22 years old and um, I took myself through a process and at the end of that process is when I came out on the other side and I was like oh this is happiness and I realized that um, the happiness that I had before when I was 17 I had conceptualized God as being something outside of myself. And it was like um, my happiness was contingent upon something that was outside of me. And whenever your happiness is contingent on something that's outside of you, if that thing that's outside of you screws up, then there goes your happiness. Mm -hmm. And so in a sense, that's not true happiness. So even though I felt good um, in that space, something happened and it just went away um but once i felt true happiness that was not outside of myself it was from the inside out it's like it can't be washed away it can't be wiped away so even you know i can i can be sad i have sad moments but on the inside i still feel that joy and that happiness and like that never goes away Wherein before it was sad and maybe a moment of joy where now is all joy, and then maybe a moment of sadness that 's backed with joy okay yeah uh,
1: and uh, it's amazing with your um, with your story and what you're saying because you said that was the flip, so I flipped <laughs> also <laughs> because I was sad pretty much from a uh, teenager on. Mm-hmm. Um, I lost my dad mm-hmm. when I was 16. Um, my dad was my heart. And when I lost him, I lost so much of me. Mm-hmm. And in um, and relationships with family members, not my mom not being there. Even though I had the love for my grandmother, there was still so much missing um, that I realize now as an adult but I pretty much stayed depressed. Mm-hmm. And it was like a spiral. And my joy and my happiness came when I was 22 years old when I had my son.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I poured everything into my relationship and raising my child. And that's where my happiness grew mm-hmm. from that point. But nothing else, you know, even my marriage or looking back. Um, I was ever truly happy Mm -hmm. since my dad died. Yeah, so um, it's an interesting perspective how, and I'm sure as our listeners that we all have our stories Mm -hmm. about our happiness, whether we've been happy throughout our entire lives, which that would be wonderful. (laughs) You know, and if not, you know, thinking about where did we lose it if we lost it, Mm -hmm. and how do you actually create it? Mm And now, as as an adult, and I've worked through um, a lot of those things, where I can easily make myself happy mm-hmm. because I know what makes me happy. I know I like listening to music. I know I like lis- going out in nature. I like solitude. I still love, mm-hmm. and I guess that's from my upbringing. I love to be by myself,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and being by myself, I'm happy. Um, so, but that's my happiness. Mm-hmm.
0: And I think a lot of times um in relationships, we want other people to make us happy exactly um and i I, I had this professor she was most of the times when I say I had a professor that told us i'm this I'm talking about the same person she was just amazing um but she gave us like l- these little nuggets for life, and I remember her saying um something to the effect of like in a relationship, you have to have two whole people
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, yeah. in the relationship. Um, another person can't make you happy if, if, because they can be doing everything right. Let's say they can do everything right that's making you so happy. They might can do it for two years, but then when they can't for whatever reason, then what happens? Right, right. <laughs> you know. So you need to be able to step in for yourself and hold up that end. You know. And so, um, but bringing your whole self to the relationship as a whole person, instead of somebody that's saying, I need you to do these things in order to make me happy. Mm -hmm. I need you to, to march to this beat so that I can be happy, you know? And, um, to me, those were just such profound words, but I remember also, since we're talking about relationships or since I'm talking about them, I remember I used to always collect little quotes Like, anytime I see a quote and I thought it was, you know, something that touched me in some type of way, I would write it down and I would make these like scrapbooks and I would put the quotes in the book and I put the pictures and, you know, all this kind of thing. And um, I remember one of the quotes was, um, it's not so important to find the right person as it is to be the right person. Mm -hmm. And so her thing about coming to the relationship whole. You know, like to me, that kind of like went hand in hand um and knowing that you know, as a teenager, when you start experimenting with relationships and you know like I need you to behave in this way, I need you to do this, and if you don't do it like this, that means you don't love me. <laughs> you know if you love me, you would do x, y, and z, you know what I'm saying, and so, um, I think her words um really helped me to mm-hmm. see that you know I got I got to bring happiness to myself not expect it from someone else mm-hmm.
1: and interesting that now we're talking about relationships you know I was the opposite in relationships whatever um made that person happy that's what I would be that's what I would do and I would somehow, in my mind, okay, well, this makes me happy, too. Mm-hmm. Even if it didn't, you know, but it was more so my happiness and what I cared about didn't matter. As mm-hmm. long as this person was okay and this person was in my life, I was happy. Mm-hmm. Um, took me a lot of years to to realize that, mm-hmm. you know, um, but I did, mm-hmm. you know. And I think it's so important, well, at least for me, is to um love yourself mm-hmm. and that to me goes hand in hand with also being a whole person mm-hmm. understanding that you're not perfect and it's okay not to be perfect but loving yourself as who you are mm-hmm. and if there are changes that need to be made and you can recognize those changes then make the change.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I remember the I remember exactly the first day after was happy. And I'm, I think I've shared this story already, um, but it was when I was living in Ohio and um, I actually took myself through this whole process because I never liked myself. I actually, yeah, I disliked myself. I always disliked myself. I disliked everything about myself. I mean, you know, I might have had a few, I had a few traits. There were traits about myself that I liked, but as a person... I never liked myself. And um, I remember seeing the Oprah Winfrey show, and it was this late... Well, she was a young woman. I'm, I'm not even sure if she was older than a teenager, but she probably was in the range of somewhere between 16 and 22. She was a young woman. Mm-hmm. And she had been um, tied to the back of a truck and uh, dragged... And basically her whole face was dragged off. Mm. And so she had no face. And mm-hmm. I don't know how to explain what that means, but it was like she had no face. And I just remember her being on the show and she was just so peaceful and so loving. And she just touched me like at my core. Because And, and then, of course, they show how she looked before. And then how she looked thin and you know, she was like somebody that everybody would describe as, Oh my gosh, she's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like that would have been her look. And um but she was just so at peace and she was just so loving and compassionate, um, towards the men who had done that to her, um, and just towards the world. And I was just like, How can someone feel like that? Like ooh. Where does that come uh-huh. from? Uh-huh. And so I was like, okay, if I wasn't cute, you know, could I still be happy? And if and I, I thought of the things that I thought were most important to me, which was um, that I was smart, that I was kind, and that I was cute, <laughs> you know? And so I like literally took myself through these exercises like every day. Like if, if I wasn't cute, could I be happy? And the answer was no. And it was like, if I wasn't smart, could I be happy? The answer was no. And the, I mean, the word wasn't happy I was using. I was saying, could I be okay? Okay. Um, And um, if I wasn't kind, could I be okay? And the answer kept coming back, no. And I really felt that it was important for me to get to yeses, to be able to say yes. Um, If I wasn't smart, I would still be okay. And so I kept like trying to push myself, like, why wouldn't I be okay? Like, what would make me okay under these circumstances? And I eventually was able to say, you know, if I wasn't cute and if I wasn't, I think if I wasn't cute and if I wasn't, I can't remember, I think it was, if I wasn't smart, I I was able to get to yeses. But if I wasn't kind, I couldn't. Get, it was hard harder for me to get to a yes on that answer, but I kept pushing through, and and really like analyzing and like what does this mean? Why why does it have this power on me? What you know? Why am I defined by those things? Mm-hmm. And as I pushed through and pushed through, I finally was able to get a yes on all three, um, because what I had finally realized was that whatever reason I'm here on this earth. I'm going to serve my purpose regardless, no matter what form, it you know, no matter how I look, no matter if I'm unkind, <laughs> no matter if I'm not smart, no matter what the situation is, I'm here for a purpose, and if I'm if I'm going to fulfill my purpose, then I have to be okay. Like, that's the whole point, is to come here, to me, I'm here to do something, there's something right. I'm here to do, mm-hmm. and if, I can't not do it, it's going to happen regardless, no matter what, how I show up. And so when I came to that, that's when I was like, Well dang, no matter how I show up, I'm worthy. I got something to do and I'm gonna do it. Mm-hmm. And um it just it was just like uh ah. and I remember it was um raining outside that day. And I remember looking out the window and just being like, Dang, I'm just so happy And <laughs> so like when you say loving yourself, that was how I learn to love myself
1: that's wonderful so when you talk about you know taking yourself through that period and and trying to to get the no's to be yeses and um um and getting to that happy place um what how old were you then was it you were in your 20s were you in your teenagers how old yeah, were you yeah I
0: was I'm like 20 okay. Uh, 23 okay yeah. you know and the
1: reason why I'm asking you is this because Most people don't do that within themselves. Um, um, How were you able to get to that place to to start doing that and flipping those things?
0: Mm -hmm. I mean, like I said, I think it was that young lady, like having that example Mm -hmm. of someone who, I mean, when I say she touched me to my core, she did. I was just touched. I mean, just even now me thinking about her, I mean, this was 20 some years ago, you know, and I I'm well enough just at the peace that she exuded and I'm like, where does that come from? And um I, I think having that exam having her as an example, like it's possible. It doesn't matter what the circumstances are. You can rise above the circumstances. That's right. And so my task was figuring out how to rise above the circumstances. How can I still be worth how well I didn't even see myself as worthy then, but um what i've realized what I came to realize is that I am worthy, regardless of the circumstances um circumstances that's all they are they're just circumstances, circumstances. and if somebody is something separate, there's an entity that's separate from this physical body mm-hmm. um so that's what I came to realize okay. during that time okay. so I think. In general, what I'm saying is for me, what I have discovered is that your internal and eternal happiness is not contingent on anything that's outside of yourself. Um, it doesn't matter what the circumstances are. Um, it's really annoying that it's more to you than this physical body, um, that you are worthy. Just by virtue of you being here, you're already worth it. You are it. You are it already and and just having some um, understanding of that or some, some realization of who you really are. And I think that's what happened to me when I was 23 and, and thinking about the young lady and um, really pushing myself is that I really began to see the light of who I really was. And when you're in the light of who you really are, I mean, the only thing you want to do is shine you know and and that's what I wanted to do and that's what I want to do is shine and and um yeah it just it feels good all the time and it's not contingent on anything else or anyone else and so I think what I would invite um listeners to do is to really start to be connected with that the the what they really are who who they really are that eternal being and um when you're able to really just focus in on i'm more than what meets the eye i'm more than the circumstances i'm more than what i see when i look around me i'm more than my thoughts i'm more than all of that um when you start considering that happiness is not contingent on anything else except for um you being a light and you being willing to shine um I think a whole new world opens up. So that's what I would like listeners to do this week. So until next time, this is Arvet. This is Diana. Bye. Bye. And by the way, I have a free gift for you. Check out my website at com. That's A-R-V is in Victor, dot ecom for your free gift and to find more goodies to help you create the life that you would absolutely love.